yeah um what was i saying yeah and you see a lot of these women who speak one thing in their music or present characters in movies and whose life is completely different and a lot of us regular folk take on that but we don't have the money or the influence to make up for the mishaps and the abuses and the, the traumas we don't have that and then we wonder why we're so broken we wonder why you know there's there's not healthy relationships we wonder why when we look at the next girl we're jealous i've literally had a girl and she anyway let me not go into detail but i don't think she had the greatest mental health i had a girl pull my hair when I tell you, when I tell you, and these were crochet anyway, it wasn't my real hair. When I tell you, I thank God that I was shocked, like in shock that she did it. A fight could, <laughs> a fight could have broken out in church. It's in church she pulled my hair. Like, let me, let me, let me go backwards. I'm in church and a girl has put her hands in my hair to pull my hair to see if it was real. Like she yanked my hair. This is the kind of rubbish that we are doing as women because we're listening to these people who are getting boxed in their eye but then have great health insurance to go and, 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 and get it smoothed out. People who are getting boxed up in their face and they get, they get a car as their reward. This is the thing, especially as a Caribbean. I know that some of the older generation say, you know, you know, the younger generation are softer, weaker, you know, we used to take licks and beatings and everything. I hear that. But there's a but. The but is, with our generation, unlike the previous generation, a lot of women are being savages. So we can't use anymore the same things, we can't pass it down. We can't say you're being weak because girls are fighting girls out here. Now, this is the thing, thank God, as, as I said, I was in shock. I believe the Holy Spirit, <laughs> he stunned me like a bee. You know when you're, you're stunned and you think, did I just get sting? And you're, you're just in a daze, because let me not mix up the words. It may sound like I'm saying the same, but I'm not. I thank God. Why if a fight had broken out in church? Because you're trying to pull my hair to see if it's real. You don't know me, I don't know you, we are not friends, we don't know each other. But you're, you feel the need to put your hands in my hair to see if it's real. This is the type of stuff my generation is doing. You're trying to snatch your friend's man to see... <clears throat> my God. My God. You're trying to snatch your friend's man to prove what? To prove what? <sighs> and then don't talk about the physical part of us now. 
The Kate on makeup. Oh, Jesus. Don't get me wrong. I don't have an issue with makeup. I don't have an issue with extensions. I wear makeup. Right now, I'm not wearing extensions because it's lockdown. But I don't mind adding some extensions if I want to. I, that's not the issue. The issue is becoming another person. That's the generation that we're in. I, I was going on so much of what the older Caribbean would have said, or, you know, we need to be tough and strong and everything. I can't do that anymore. This is the truth. This is the honest truth for my generation because statistically anyway, I see who listens to the podcast. So most people who listen to me is in my generation. Can I tell you this? Instagram wasn't there when your parents was there. Facebook wasn't there. <clears throat> Let me not even. I started learning the origins of how certain things were created, you know. And they were created specifically as ways of competition for whatever research purposes, quote unquote. But they weren't created to better society. Don't get me wrong. There are good things, but there are also bad things with technology, with the modernization. But my point is this is to allow the Holy Spirit to be at the center of everything you consume. Our generation, we have to start now. I thank God so much that he encouraged me to go natural when I was a teenager. Um, because for me, natural was more than race actually. Natural was my femininity. Natural was my um, just seeing who I was as a woman um, before looking at all that racial stuff. Um, but for me, natural is, is who I am. Um, but my point is this. Yes, now my hair's natural. I can put extensions if I want to, but there's a maturity within me to understand who I am because I don't want to make the emphasis about race. I'm specifically being intentional. This is not racial. This is me as being a feminine. This is me as being a feminine woman. That's just it. Um, but our generation has consumed, if I sleep with him, I get a bag. If I, if I go on holiday with him, sleep with him and his boys, I get this, I get that. That's, that's male to female. What about the females that are fighting and, and, and being envious against each other? I need to get a better promotion than her. I need to show that I'm pretty, I'm cute, and I've got the brains. Huh? Where's this whole thing with women? Like, even when um, I was at uni, I was talking, it was a group of girls and we were talking and we were all saying in each of our races um, and our cultural backgrounds anyway, um, how we can see insecurity in women. For myself as a black woman, I hear this thing on social media about light skin and dark skin. For some of my white counterparts, it's who's got the longest, the thickest, the healthiest hair. For other people, it's who got the, the clearest skin. And what we realized in that circle was it's not a racial thing. It's a heart posture. We realize that insecurity is not feminine. Insecurity is not black or white or 
South Asian, North Asian, insecurity is not that. Insecurity is a spiritual demonic entity that comes to steal, kill, and I mixed up the words, steal, kill, and destroy your identity. So if you're a woman, that's your femininity. If you're a black woman, that's your, your femininity as a black woman. If you're a white woman, that's your femininity as a white woman. But nonetheless, insecurity, doubt, fear, anxiety, they don't care about your race. They don't care about your social social status. It's about destroying you because you are made in the image of God. And I honestly only know that I'm here alive today from all of what I went through with my mother because of God. When I tell you this, I have never from any girl so far in my life experienced as much competition from any woman, white, black, Asian, old, young, religious, non-religious, than I have with my mother. I have so many years of experience. And remember, I'm going to be 25. That tells you how much it was. So many years of competition with my mother that I know I don't like it. And that's one of the reasons why I could see that why some girls were comfortable around me because I was receiving it at home. I didn't want to start doing it outside because can I tell you this? When you're in negativity, when you're in in, in mindsets and environments that's just demonic and destructive to your identity, it's very draining to carry on in other environments and it's not happening. I was more liked outside of my home than I was inside of my home. I look at my generation now and all I can do is just weep. Yes, there are good parts, so please don't don't see this as I'm not classing all of us everything. This is just the specific theme of this episode. But I look at my generation and I see how so many of us are consumed with being this it girl that I mentioned in previous episodes. Let me say it again, who is this girl? What does she look like? Where does she come from? Because some people will say, okay, in the Western world, there's these celebrities that we can name. In, uh, in, in the Asian world, um, there's these celebrities we can name. In other parts of the world, I realize my geography is a bit all over the place, forgive me, it's not my major. Um, in different parts of the world, I'm telling you, in different parts of the world, you will find that insecurity. For some people, it's being too skinny. For some people, it's being too tall. For some people, it's having pale skin. For some people, it's having dark skin. For some people, it's not about the way they look. It's about how many children you can bear. For some people, it's not about that. It's about how many bags you can get. For some people, it's not about that. It's about the husband you have. It's about the partner you have. How many men want you? (sighs) For some people, 
it's proving to themselves why they deserve the life they have and that the, the girl next to them doesn't. Why does she get this? Why is she popular? Why is her hair longer than mine? My hair's thin. I've got acne. I've got this. I've got that. And I want to say this to you. I'm not condemning you. But I'm trying to show you that these thoughts and emotions and habits and lifestyles are not of God. They are seeking to destroy you. They are seeking to destroy you. So they'll tell you, you need another pair of this. They'll tell you, you need another guy in your phone. They'll tell you, you definitely need to gossip about that girl at work, just in case she feels herself way too much and starts talking about you. One of the things that was really, really stirring me at, at a young age, because I've always wanted to be a mom, even with everything I was going through and questioning who I was and all that type of stuff, I still wanted to be a mom. And um, I've always wanted to have a certain size of a family. And I said, God, I remember praying and saying, God, if I'm like my mother, close my room. If I need, <laughs> I'm telling you, if I need cancer, if I need some type of illness so I can't bear forth children, close my room because I'm not doing this. I'm not bringing a child into the world and treating them the way I was treated. The thing is this, as God started to maneuver, change, bring things out of me. I realized how much that thought was not me protecting myself or protecting my future children, but it was demonic to cut off my bloodline. From a very young age, and I didn't even realize this until the Holy Spirit was showing me in my prayer time, from a very, very young age, even when I asked my, my parents about my birth and they told me some stuff, they said this about me. They said, from since you came out of the womb, you always was bubbly, you were friendly. When we had our dance parties, our functions, you as small as you are, and I came to England at six years old, so just picture this. You were dancing, you were dancing, you could talk, you could remember this. You was a lively child. And for me, it felt so foreign because in my years growing up in England and just going through all this emotional turmoil, I couldn't identify with that person. And I thought, well, it was just, it was just the stage of life. But then as God started to maneuver and shift things in my life, and now I am here today, almost 25, I can see that was always who God wanted me to be. So what did the enemy do? He came in at a young age, violated me. Whatever happened with my mother, she took that out on me. And then going through normal stuff in life, you know, in society, and I'm not even trying to condone it, but I'm just saying with the things outside of the home, 
So then therefore I started to believe, well, I'm not worthy to be a mother. I'm not worthy to be married. I'm not worthy to, 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 to be called to do things. I'm not worthy to have a business. I'm not worthy to have all these things. And the whole time the Holy Spirit was saying, that's not true. That's not true. That's not of me. That's not of me. I said this before. I've gone to two universities and I don't have a degree in any of them. And part of the reason why was to do with my home. A lot of the reason actually was to do with my home. I just want to say if the sound is different I had to sit down on the floor because I've been standing up for some time um, I just want to say when the Holy Spirit is calling you and asking you to share your truth share your story and for those of you because this episode is specifically about mothers um, and the treatment, mistreatment. Um, you have to be honest and allow God to change that. Because for so many years, as I said, as a Caribbean woman, I didn't want to call it what it was. Because I was saying, no, God, you know, we come from struggle. This and that, this is what we've been through, where the, we, we are descendants of slaves. I can understand certain stuff because my particular country anyway only recently had its liberation. Less than 50, what, I think less than 100 years. It's probably less than 50, but I just say 100 to be safe. Um, I think it was in the 80s, you know, we were liberated. But less than 100, let's just keep it safe anyway. Um and so you can imagine a lot of mindsets that was still there um that was inevitable that was always going to be passed down to me but when the holy spirit called me to start allowing him to be the center of my life what i noticed is i couldn't hide anymore the pain and it's like the pain was being shaken up um and it was going to come it was going to come out actually Something's just coming back to mind because a pastor gave me a word, actually, um, a prophetic word. And he spoke about me being, um, he can just see um, like a bottle being shaken and um, things bubbling out. And it's just funny because I've just said it all these years later. <laughs> God, I'm telling you, if you get a word now and you don't see it, you'll see it at some point. But all these things were just coming out of me and I couldn't control them. And I was getting so scared because I'd made that commitment to want to be serious for Christ. But all these things that needed to be addressed, I didn't want them to come up, but they needed to. The thing is this, going back to what was described about me as a child, um, I was blessed to be someone who can talk to people. And it's only recently I've accepted that um, because obviously all those years in between, I was told I wasn't worth anything and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it means that I've been gifted to be a voice to people. I have been told by certain people, you know, when you just meet people, random people or 
and you go to an event someone's like hey I just really feel like you're like this kind of person I remember I was told by this one particular lady she said you know what she asked me she said are you a teacher um I said no I'm not um she said oh because when you talk like I listen like I I mean not I, I don't just hear you but I hear you and I've been told this before and I remember at the time thinking oh stop it um but I didn't realize that God was giving me a gift to speak. And I thought, oh, was it my accent? Was it the banter? And it's not that, those things are nice, but it's actually not that. And what the enemy was doing, it was silencing my voice. So I felt like I couldn't talk. You know, when I started sharing about what happened to me, growing up, not the part of my mother, because obviously I was still living at home, so I was fearful to do that. When I started to be bold and share about my sexual violation, do you know people started telling me about theirs? People who shocked me. Um, people who I thought, and I looked at them, I looked at their masculinity or their femininity, and not, not that they weren't telling the truth, like, yes, they were firm in who they were, but I didn't know what they went through. And I would look at them and I would think, wow, you went through the same thing too. And I remember people would privately try and speak to me and be like, um, yeah, Ronnie, I, I, I went through, I went through that, you know, and they would share more. And then I started, people would just say, Ronnie, hey, can I meet you up and talk to you? And people would just tell me. And I, I said, God, why are people sharing their lives with me? And the Holy Spirit was saying, the purpose I've given you is this. Your voice will be a voice of healing to many. And with all the doubt, the self-loathing, not believing in what God had placed within me, I said, nah, that's just me trying to be hyped up to make up for, for everything I'm feeling. But it is part of my purpose and I see it now. Because I've seen random people on the street. I remember one time I was going somewhere and um, a, late, a random lady came up to, to me. I was with someone and um, she was like, are you a Christian? And I, first of all, I was like, <coughs> how do you know that I'm not wearing a Christian badge? Like my clothes were casual. Are you a Christian? And it was late at night anyway, anyway. So it wasn't like early early for her to say okay well you don't your makeup is minimal or you know your skirt is this length it, it was literally random dark she's like i need you to pray for me i've had people just stop and talk to me and say i don't know why but i'm just gonna tell you about my life like i've had people stop and say I can just talk to you like I don't get it I can just talk to you I've had people literally and it shocked me and even scared me at times because I thought again with the whole doubting I thought god is it people who've got really serious mental health challenges are they going to attack me and these are demonic thoughts you know that the enemy was sowing but it was god showing me the light of Christ that I can't see that people can see and I've had people just stand up and tell me deeply dark stuff and i've literally have had to be standing there praying and thinking god 
compose me, compose me, compose me. Because some of the things people are telling me is things you take to your grave. And I said, God, why? And he was showing me what you went through in your household was not my will for you to be hurt, but I knew that it was going to happen. So I made provisions ahead of time during why you were there for it to help shape you into what I have you to be in. In the purpose I have you to walk in. The thing is this, I said it before and I say it again, I am not exceptional. Me, I don't have one halo and I don't have wings on my back. But it's the purpose that God has called for me. So I want to say for you, especially, well, this is for the sister episode anyway. Um, those of you who didn't grow up with the best mothers, whether it was toxic or abusive, whether they neglected you, whatever happened, know that everything you went through will not be wasted. Now, I want to say this. God is not going to ask you to stay there for a period of time that you shouldn't be. God called me out of my home. That's one of the reasons why I'm living on my own. He called me to leave my home. Like, I'm not going. There's no, we're going to go. It's done. I'm gone. So when God, when the Holy Spirit is telling you to leave a situation, whether, because for some of you, it may not be mothers. It may be friendships. If you need to separate from that, you separate. But know that what you have been through, the Holy Spirit will use it. You know, um, because I remember growing up and I thought, and I know this sounds bad, but I'm just letting you know the thoughts. I remember wishing that I was violated by a man instead um, because I felt like I wanted to relate to other people as well as, you know, um, I felt like, well, wouldn't it better for me to lose my virginity? Like the way God has kept my virginity only by his grace, only by his grace. But I felt like I wish I lost my virginity or whatever. It was taken from me so I could relate to people because, you know, saying that you're struggling with your sexuality, your femininity, your womanhood. People may just think, oh, girl, you're kind of horny or girl, you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you're just doing this, doing that. But it was a serious thing. It's because deep down I was yearning for my mother. I was yearning for it. And um, this is my story. And I want you to know because I know everyone's story is different. But I didn't realize that until I started watching. And this is why I thank God for YouTube started watching testimonies from women about mother issues i realized it's a thing this is this is what i'm trying to say before i end this excuse me um this is not pointing the finger at man or woman saying patriarchy you know independent woman this is not pointing the finger at race this is looking at the lies, the attacks from the enemy to destroy your destiny. To destroy your destiny.
you know, I never felt suicidal until my mother started telling me that I was unwanted. I never, I never actually dealt with it. Even when I was dealing with depression, I didn't deal with it. It just, it wasn't something that I came across. But when I was, like, she made me answer her when she said, why were you born? Like, she was asking me the question, why were you born? Why are you actually here? Why are you alive? That's when I started feeling suicidal. And I thank God that I didn't act upon it. But there's times where I was thinking I was going to. Because if my mother's telling me, questioning me to give her an answer of why I was born, then how am I going to make it in this world? I remember thinking, and it's things that God is healing me of now, but I still feel deep pain. Just remember thinking, if my mother doesn't love me, there is no way a man will love me. No way friends will love me. There's no way my children will love me. Who am I kidding? And the Holy Spirit was saying, Ronnie, these lies were never true and never will be true. I remember he would just allow some random people outside of my home to say, Ronnie, you're so amazing. And I remember again, because I was believing the lies of the enemy, I used to just think it's a quinkadink a is what I used to call it, coincidence. I used to say it's a quinkadink. And when people would say it, I would think, what's their motive? Because with my mother, whenever she complimented me or treated me well, it was to get something from me. Or to make her look good. And now, going to turn 25, I had a moment with the Holy Spirit. And bear with me, I need to sip because my throat is getting very dry. Excuse me. Um, I had a moment with the Holy Spirit and I, I was so worried and panicking about what my 25th birthday would look like because I didn't plan to be on my own at this stage. I thought if I'm going to be away from home, starting my life, it would be married. Um, or, you know, I'll be doing, doing my thing, working my job in London or whatever. Um, I didn't plan for it to be like this. I don't have any close friends. Like, close friends. I'm not talking about people. You just say, hey, how are you? But close friends. Um, I'm not in a relationship. I don't talk to my family. And I panicked because I was like, I can't, I was, I was thinking mentally, I can't turn 25 yet. And the Holy Spirit had to draw it out of me and call me and say, Ronnie, you don't need people or situations or a restaurant to make you 25. I have blessed you to reach this age. My hand is upon your life. And I started weeping. Because obviously we're coming out of lockdown. And as I said, by the time the last measure will be lifted from the country, it's because my birthday is in July. Um, 
you know, everyone, numbers, everything. You know, you don't have to limit, you don't have to be wearing face masks in places and stuff like that. So I was panicking because I felt like now that it's time, the country, you know, everything is changing COVID wise. I felt like, well, where are the people to celebrate? What am I going to do? What am I going to wear? Who am I going to be in a relationship with? All the, Like, not in a relationship with, but just thinking, friendship-wise and stuff. Who am I going to be around? When am I going to meet the person that God has for me? Um, is what I was thinking. And I needed to cry. I needed to cry because I had pre-planned mentally so many years ago of what my 25th would be like and now that I'm actually here it is nothing like I'd imagined but the thing is on one hand I don't know what my birthday will actually be like I don't actually have any plans but on the other hand I'm safe I'm secure I'm going through healing I am firm, becoming, growing firm in my sexuality, my womanhood. This is actually amazing, going to be 25. I have all that I need in God. And with that, just the pain of just thinking about my upbringing, I just had to cry that out because there are moments, especially when most days I like my hair, but like women, like any woman, there's some days you get frustrated whether your skin's broken out or whatever it is. And I have those too. And there's, in those moments, I, I feel sometimes anger towards my mum because I saw the pictures, you know, and even from when I coloured my hair and then cut it and coloured it again and cut it, um, I've seen even the rate in which it's grown back and how it's grown back. And I just was so angry because I felt like at this age now, if I had had my natural hair, like the way it would be looking just so fine, so nice. And just seeing patience with my hair growing, patience with, with it going, you know, new new things like, you know, when it gets to a new length, when it when it changes or you know depending on the weather just learning how to work with it and the holy spirit reminds me that yes he's gonna and he is currently rebuilding my life but also as well i have all that i need in him you know even with all that happened growing up I still sometimes, and I try, I'm trying to address my feelings more and more, but sometimes I still, I wish I had my mother in my life. Like I still wish we had a relationship. And you know, for me, I was trying to look at myself and say, Ronnie, are you mad? After all that she's done, this is not about forgiveness or unforgiveness because she still is a certain way. 
as she still is this way from when you last left your, left your home. Do you want a relationship with her? I'm human. She's still my mum. That's the truth. She's still my mum. But the Holy Spirit reminds me that what we don't have on this earth, all things will be washed away when we leave this earth and join him in heaven. And I know this part can be hard to hear because some some of you, like myself, in moments will say, no, 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 I want it now. I know I can't have a relationship with my mother on this earth. I know I can't. And sometimes I yearn for it still. Because obviously I only recently left my home anyway. But um, I know that God will bless me abundantly. You know, when I look at certain women, and when they're pregnant, then they, they go and they tell their mom. Their mom buys them baby clothes. Sometimes I get so envious. And I have to click off of those videos because I know I won't have that. I know I won't have that. But I know that God will bless me abundantly in who I do have. <laughs> but, um,. Know that not because of the way you were raised means that you will be like your mother. Because that's one of the reasons why I said, God, if I need to get sick so I don't have the ability to have children, let it be. Because I couldn't, I couldn't see myself <laughs> raising children the way I was raised. Because I was suicidal especially during the times where she was making me question making me answer her about why I was alive <clears throat> but I always thought what if Lord my child acts upon it what if I trigger them what if I make them feel a certain way and the Holy Spirit was showing me Ronnie these thoughts are not a few I know what I have for you and this was the past anyway this was a few, a number of years ago, actually. Um, but every now and again, obviously, the thoughts would not in the same intensity because the more and more I draw closer to the Holy Spirit, the more and more I leave certain things at the cross. And that's the whole life anyway, as a, as a Christian. You're healed in one area and there's another area to be healed. Um, but um, the Holy Spirit was showing me that I will guide you in being a mum. I will guide you in how to raise your children. And I always felt scared because I felt like, yeah, but what if I take out frustration and pain on them 
because of how I was raised. And the Holy Spirit would show me. There will be conversations that I've had with people. The amount of people outside of my home that says you're going to be a great mom. I didn't see it then, but I see it now. That was the Holy Spirit affirming me that he will guide me in motherhood. I'm telling you, old and young, black and white, married and single would say, you're going to be a great mom. You're going to be a great mom. And I'd be like, I know I literally be thinking when they're talking, just shut up. No, I won't. Sometimes I would kind of smile on the outward so they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't perceive that I'm telling them to shut up. But sometimes I would think, okay, yeah, that's nice to hear. But the Holy Spirit was using those people to show me through the affirmations that, Ronnie, you will be a great mum. Not because it's you, not because it's in your own strength, not even necessarily all that you've been through, but because of who I am and what you've been through. I will allow you to learn from it because now I know what not to do. And the thing is, what he allowed me to experience, I then met people later on, closer to my years of, you know, my 20s, where people, um, their mum, their mums were abused, but I've seen, obviously, the, the people at my age, I've seen their, their daughters, and they're amazing people. And I'm like, it gave me hope and a confidence. Um, because I'm like, whoa, so your mum was abused, and she raised you, and this is how you turned out? Yeah, I can do it. I can do it. Of course, no family's perfect, but when I saw that it was an encouragement, I was like, yeah, I can definitely do it. Because there are those stories, but you have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show you the examples. Because that's what I was, I was like, Holy Spirit, I'm being completely honest. If you do not change things, I will go to the doctors and make sure that my room is closed. This is how serious I was. I will make sure. And any man who I marry, he will know I don't have the ability to have children. And if you ask me why, I'll just be honest. Because there was a point where I started to think, okay, maybe I just need to you know, um, look for a guy who doesn't want to have children. But the Holy Spirit was showing me through the examples. Ronnie, these are women, and there's some stories where the mums went through, and I'm not trying to say what is less or more, but when they were telling me, they went through even worse than I went through, and their children came out amazing people. So I want to say this to you. I don't know what type of mum you had, but do not condone anything that you went through because of culture, because of religion, because of gender. Wrong is wrong. But even with that, know that God will take you on a journey of forgiveness towards your mum, because that's the journey I'm on. Is there moments where I still get angry, especially when I look at certain areas of my life and there is change, but it's taking time? Yes. But I know that God has me on this journey of forgiveness because I can't tell you all of this without saying that. It's a step-by-step -step process. The Holy Spirit is interested equally in you having healing as much as you forgiving. Because can I say this, whether or not 
excuse me, my mum went through something traumatic as a child or she had serious mental health challenges from a very young age, she's still human and she deserves the love of Christ like any other person. And this is the truth. This is the honest truth. I am not perfect. And the truth of the matter is this, whether or not I know it, I have probably hurt someone through my actions without recognising. And I don't know what they're still dealing with today. And I'm not trying to lessen your pain, but through maturity, you'll be able to receive and hear what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit is interested in your healing through the revelations that is given through the forgiveness and through the change that you will make from it because I can honestly say I did hate my mum I'm gonna be honest I don't hate her now I do get angry still sometimes when I think about her that's the truth but just even going from the change of hate to anger is such a big step for me and I know there are days to come from anger, of light to light anger, days to come of anger to frustration, days to come of frustration to venting and to get to a point where when I talk about her and the things that's happened, I don't cry. Like I'm not saying I won't ever cry, I'm still human because certain things can trigger me. Like one of the things that I've seen as well, just personally anyway, um, I don't like to see children abused, like, yeah, but anyway, that's, that's another story, um, another part anyway of, of how it's affected me, but my point is, is that, um, God is using my pain for purpose, because I know that some of you sisters out there, you're not worried about being a mum because of a man but it's because of the example of the mum that you saw but I want you to know that with everything you went through growing up you still can be not just a great mum but a great woman you can be a great example to your community that's one of the things that the enemy really was attacking in my life because I saw the example that God was placing me around in my community. And so many years I felt like, no, 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 I can't do this, I can't do that, I'm not worthy. And God was showing me, Ronnie, I've called you. I have called you. And because I've called you, I know the qualifications I'm building within you. So yeah. Um As more time goes on, there'll be different stuff shared, but um, I just needed to say this because in my generation now, those who were oppressed are now oppressing others and that's not good. That is not good. Um, don't use your pain as a weapon. Because even though you may feel hurt now, 
as someone who was a child of a mother who used her pain as a weapon, it really affected me. I never told my parents that I felt suicidal. I chose not to. But I did. I really did. And that's all because someone used their pain as a weapon. You're young now. Your body's tight, everything is perky, everything is plump. You know how to lay, melt your edges. You're making the money. But don't think in your youth. Allow the Holy Spirit to place within your heart to sow seeds for now and for the future. Because when you have a child and your child shows symptoms of certain mental health challenges, because you didn't get your stuff together. That's not a pretty thing. Now, my mother didn't care, but some mothers out there, you will take on that shame and guilt. You'll take it on and you'll blame yourself and that will spiral you down even further. We don't want you nor your daughter to go down that path. So allow God to heal the things that needs to be healed now before you enter into motherhood. Because can I tell you this? Your daughters are not your purses. Your daughters are not your counsellors. Your daughters are not your doll that you can just dress up. And parade her around. Your daughter's a human being. Your daughter is not someone that you go and gossip to. Whether you're married or in a relationship. What is grown folks business is grown folks business. That's another thing my mother did. She wrapped me into the marriage with her, my father. There was so much. At the time, I felt like a big woman. I felt good. But now that I am an adult, there's, now I can tell you, there's so much I should not have known. If you are a single mother and you need to vent, can I tell you this? If you live in a house, if you live on a council estate, if you can have food, you can pray. And through prayer, you can ask the Holy Spirit to guide you to the wise counsel to share your frustration. That does not belong to your children and you're not preparing them for the future. You're venting out your frustration of life. That's not preparation. You're making them your waste bin. As someone now in her mid-twenties, there is a lot that God is cleansing out of me. There's a lot of waste that I took on from my mother. There's a lot of waste. There are certain insecurities that I never had growing up, even in the world that we live in, because I was confident. But because of what was sown into me from my mother, there's things I am still dealing with now. Because certain things, I didn't even care what people said in school. The certain, I just didn't care. 
For some people, it happened in school. For me, that wasn't the case. Certain things I didn't care. It was because the person who I looked up to and worshipped, which I now know the worshipping wasn't right, but the person I looked up to was sowing her seeds of insecurity. So then now that I'm old and I don't live at home, I'm dealing with them. So can I honestly say, don't follow people on social media um, in their lifestyle and think you can do the same. Because the same black eye that they have will be given to you. That's the truth. But the difference is, you don't have a car nor a bag to make up for it. <sighs> anyway, um, my answer to everything that has been said in part one and now part two is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can heal you of your wounds, who can transform you in becoming an amazing woman. So yeah, I think I mean, I don't know if I want to do a part three, but let me pray actually. Holy Spirit, I just ask that um, each and every person who is listening to me today, I ask that you, Go to the centre of the pain. And I ask Holy Spirit that you reveal what you want them to surrender over to you. Holy Spirit is not about how they look. It's not about how straight or bisexual or gay or whatever they may cons um, consider themselves to be. It's not about Holy Spirit how much money, how much networking they can do. Holy Spirit is about their identity in you. So I ask that you heal them, but show them that their relationship with you is where it all begins and everything else will follow. Those Holy Spirit who are feeling like they need to share, guide them of who to share with and how to share, the seasons to share. Holy Spirit, those who feel like it's too late, Show them that it is never too late in you. I ask Holy Spirit that you remind my sisters in our generation that we are called for greater and higher things in you. It may feel good now because we're young, but even still you tell us that tomorrow is not promised to no man. I ask Holy Spirit that you start a new work within each and every person. In your name, amen.